Hi everyone, welcome to Take It or Lead It. I'm Vale from Budapest, Hungary. And I'm Bianca, I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia. And today we want to have a conversation on the power of connection. Bianca, this is a topic that you wanted us really to have as a um, discussion point today. Uh, why is that so important to you? So the so as I was thinking about um, what are things that are really important, really impactful, really matter to to um, living a, a fulfilled life, and the the one of the first things that came to mind was was connection. So as humans, connection is vital to living a fulfilled life. It's interesting because this for me is one of the areas where. I've gravitated towards learning about it naturally, just you know, kind of over the years and in my own time. And so um, I've got stories and information and points of reference that I think others may find interesting and useful. And, and I know you do as well. So I, I think that that would this, I, hope, I hope that people find this topic interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And and certainly it's a, it's a topic that is it's dear to me as well. Uh, connections are extremely important and valuable for everyone. Uh, one of the ways I, I think uh, I can establish connections is by being a someone who can both tell and listen in ways that um, help people connect well with me. And I'll start with maybe a, a short story. Uh, with the um, foundation I, um, I lead uh, here in Budapest, um, for five years now, one of the most popular events in our foundation is storytelling, where people come in and tell the story. It's a bit like a TEDx um, setting, but with maybe 20, 30, sometimes 50 people. And the very first time we did that, um, there was a friend of mine who lived here in Budapest, and he actually told me the story how he came to Budapest. And um, it was a very interesting story. And I told him, I think you need to tell this to, to an, in, a, in, a, in an event and, and share it because it's, it's inspiring. He said, Vale, I don't, I don't, I never thought about my story as inspiring. And I proposed we would rehearse it and I would give him a bit of coaching, how to tell the story in ways that it would be engaging the audience and uh, make it a bit more powerful. And as I was listening during the rehearsal and the coaching session, he gave me much more details. So he went into a level of vulnerability that I didn't even know. So he, he really told me the story in its, uh, um, you know, all the nuances. And I, I had like sort of a, you know, a massive experience really to listen to this person and um, highlighting what are the elements that could inspire others. And it was also for him an awakening. It was a, almost a healing discussion. And the experience itself of sharing with others was healing for him. And what was shocking to me is when we were going through that experience of trying it out, he was telling me, Vale, you're not going to believe it. But I didn't tell this to anybody. Like my parents don't know about this to the, to the degree that I'm sharing with you and to the degree that he eventually actually shared with the audience. And for me, it was about, uh, you know, being a listener uh, with what I call a non-judgmental mindset. I was not there to judge. I was just there to listen, to reflect back and to make him see the aspects of his story 
that were really that could be really inspiring for others. And this is one of the situations where I feel listening is extremely important, and the non, this non-judgmental attitude is so critical to establish connections that are built on trust and respect and um, yeah, mutual support, if you will. Yeah, well, and you know, another thing too is um, what what really came through to me in the story you just shared is is vulnerability. So when we are willing to be vulnerable, which for some people it it's an you know it's just natural, it's a given, it's kind of the way we're wired. So me, I, I'm definitely like that. I think you are too. When when you're when you're naturally vulnerable, or even not, so when you you make an effort to be, it will fuel connections in in such an incredible way um so you find that you find that you're you're connecting with people because one or both of you have have become vulnerable or shared a vulnerability a vulnerable moment i have to tell you i was um i did i wasn't even thinking about this um as we were gearing up for this episode but i i do have to share this um, you, you may be interested to hear because I'm about to talk about you. So when you were sharing your story and then I began to think about um, vulnerability and how that really can cause, can, can cause an unplanned, if you will, connection between two people, I was reminded of a time that you shared something. Um, so you, I know that you've got a, a blog that you do and you were sharing in this blog about an experience you had had when you were preparing for um, a TED talk that you did. and. In, in reading this blog of, of Valet talking about how he felt, what he experienced, um, you know, even as a confident extrovert, being nervous, getting ready to, you know, to get up there and, and just all of the ways that you walked us through your experience, but, but also you, it came through that you were passionate about sharing and, and interested in helping others. And we, we knew each other and had been working together and you had no idea this was happening on the other side of my computer, but I was reading this story that you shared and because of your vulnerability, because you were so open about your experience and what you felt and how, how it felt, um, we connected. So that, that began to, you know, form a bit of the connection that we have now. Um, it was one of a few things that have happened, I think, as we've worked together and as we've been, you know, creating our podcast here. So I just think it's, it underscores that vulnerability is key to, um, to connections. And, and I think they can happen in the most unexpected and interesting ways. Thanks for sharing that thought, Bianca. I'm, I'm really grateful that that story touched. And here's where it's interesting because I think we are also different from each other, right? And some of us that have certain strengths that maybe for other are struggles, uh, if we don't do a good job in expressing that, hey, maybe what seems to be a strength as an entire history of struggle before. It also, in the, even if you see me as confident when I speak, you don't know like how much time I prepared and how I felt 10 years ago when I began the journey. So you need to add those elements to become more relatable. Don't you think we are in, we live in a world where we are supposed to show a sanitized version of ourselves on social media in, in, and in all the other endeavors like, you know, workplaces, um, you know, many years ago, I remember having heard this sentence, business is not for emotions. I was like, is really like, because what are, who are we? Are we robots or 
or human being. So what are your thoughts on this? Like, sunny, well, I, I like to say sanitized version of ourselves <laughs> that we need to present out in the world. Yeah, I think it's it's been prevalent in business for sure. Um, what it makes me feel happy to report is that I think we've moved to bringing our whole selves to work. I think that's kind of more common now. So I think we're getting better as, as yeah. a people, as, um, as you know, those in the working environment. And yeah, though, I think it's, I think it's been in the past, you were supposed to, I know for me, for sure, I experienced that. So, um, so as we both shared, we've worked for, for our company for 17 years, just a total coincidence that it's the same amount for both yep. of us. But, um, but I remember in my earlier years, I felt like I couldn't share fully who I was or, um, you know, what I experienced in my private life. Um, certainly not to your point, you know, being emotional or overly, I, I was passionate, but it had to be about work stuff. You know, it had to be, I'm passionate about making this business process better or whatever the thing was. Um, and so, so I do think that you were supposed to fit into a box. You were supposed to, to use your word, you know, sanitize yourself such that you were a, a an employee and you were working and nothing else came. I mean, sometimes people would, you know, gently be okay with you sharing about fa your family and your kids and your spouses or parents or things, but it was just a little bit. So I think, um, I do know what you mean. And I think, I hope that we've evolved to, to the beginning of a new place, a better place where it's more about be your whole self, your whole person be, it's okay if you have emotions and feelings and Hey, in fact, that's healthy. We are now recognizing that that's, that's healthy for us to see each other as people yeah. with feelings and emotions and understand them. Hey, look how we grow when we understand our feelings and emotions. Um, and it also reminds me of something that you shared before, which is um, this is not just about at work or at home, but we are the we are one person. So we sure. um, we share the like if we have emotional intelligence and we understand um, you know why we feel and think certain ways, we get to be that greater person both when we're working or not. So I think it carries yeah. through. And perhaps like shifting to the out of work life, really the social media. Um, type of uh, expectations that you know people post uh, any sort of uh, positive messages as opposed to uh, the struggles they face and, yeah. and you know all this like nice food and you know I'm on holidays here and there and it's so great and and I was shocked sometimes when I talk to people and I, that I hadn't met for years or I, I hear from others like hey how was that person doing and you realize that they are in a massive drama, uh, you know, and uh, all you've seen is smiles and, and shiny uh, pictures on, on Facebook or any other platform. And, and that tells me that there's something we're doing fundamentally wrong here in society. Now, I think, again, that's, that's, changing, that's changing. And um, shout out to those who are balancing their messages on their social media and I think that that's one of the ways we can change the narrative to say, hey, I, I love to hear from my friends when they are having a great time, but yeah. please tell me, like, show me the full picture. If you feel like, of course, I don't, I wouldn't force anybody to share their struggles. But I think those of us that, that feel comfortable doing that, 
um, I think we should we should do it. And sometimes it's only about, to your point before, like sharing our feelings, like being nervous, being feeling slightly depressed, sometimes sad. Um, and yeah, I, th I think it's uh, also about authenticity, right? Balancing it out. Yes. So the fact is that authenticity is integral to our psychological well-being. And authentic connections, that's something that we need it both, you know, in our work and personal lives. It's it's really, really critical. So so let's um let's think about another kind of aspect of um connections. And I think so I connections start with the way we communicate with one another. And I know that, Valley, you've got some experience and expertise in coaching in people in, um, you know, communication skills. How do you see that connecting to, um, to our ability to make connections? Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I will go back to the aspect of listening. Um, as, as I observe, all of us have the natural tendency of wanting to tell our story first uh because that's what we know better right and we all like to be understood and to be listened to so the first uh, sort of recommendation or observation i have for people that can create uh, a connection um in a sort of maybe faster or in a more sustained uh, way it's really to to first listen and and not just uh, with the purpose of then starting to tell your story like let me make sure this you know, because sometimes you think about it as a technique. Okay, let, I need to let the person finish and then I start. It's not only about that. It's really reflecting back and say, oh, it feels to me that you are going through a tough time or it feels to me this was a very joyful experience. So paraphrasing, but really being present as you listen and uh, clearing, clearing out your mind from your thoughts of what you're going to say next. I think that from a communication standpoint, that's, that's really critical and really um, sort of reemphasizing what you've heard. So I, here's, what I, here's what I hear from you as like to lead into um, a, a thought that you have as a reflection of what you've heard, right? So these are, these are all little um, ways to uh, make sure that the person feels completely understood and then you can start telling your story. And the other maybe uh, aspect is uh, is what I mentioned earlier about being non-judgmental, and that that takes a lot of training because naturally we would make a, like a shortcut, and if we don't agree with the person or we don't resonate, we would think this person you know is, and then you would use whatever adjectives come to your mind. So it's really to pause, like to suspend the judgment, right? To pause on any statement about the person that you may have. And, and really try to see the reality from the eyes of the other person. They, this, you, you may not know what this person has gone through, the traumas uh, they faced, the, their education, the, the situations they've been exposed to, and really suspending a judgment and, um, and trying to put yourself in their shoes. Um, those are the things that I, I always find extremely powerful to establish the connection right in the first place. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good insight. Um, so let's switch for a moment and think about, I guess the uh, the other side. So we've talked about the we've talked about the power of connection. We've talked about um, you know keeping an open mind, being vulnerable, 
um, listening, listening, uh, being non-judgmental, um, staying positive, being intentional, authenticity, vulnerability. So we, we've kind of built up a great case for the power of connection and, and hopefully some of this resonates with people on why, why it's so important. So the other side is studies actually show that with a lack of connection, people will experience increased depression, anxiety, loneliness. Like it's, it's actually something that can affect your physical well-being. So I want to share kind of a personal story around, around a time when I was spending my me time going inside, you know, thinking about, um, you know, what's missing, what's going on? Like, where am I? What do I need? What's happening? So I do that a lot. Lots of, lots of um, introspection, self-reflection, um, spending time thinking about, you know, where I'm at, where I'm going, what I want, what I need. And in one of these, one of these moments, it was, it was probably a weekend. I do that a lot on the weekends. And I think I was, um, I think I was reading something and I wasn't doing this out of a, I see something missing. I feel like I need help. It wasn't anything like that. It was just spending my me time thinking. And I was, or in this case, reading. And I, I remember whatever the book was I was reading, it might've been about relationships generally, like just, you know, building good ones with friends, coworkers, yourself, your family, whatever. And so I was reading that. And I remember coming, stumbling on some information that started to talk about, um, the, it was, I wasn't called the power of connections in this way, but it was talking about, you know, the power of connections. And it was talking about how important this is to, to us. And um, it was interesting because it was in that moment when I, maybe not was, I wasn't being introduced to the, fir for the first time to the power of connections, but in that moment, it just really resonated with me such that I realized I kind of for a second looked around and I was like, I don't, I don't have enough of this right now. So I was working remotely. My daughter had, um, had moved, she had graduated high school, moved out. I was by myself, which was great. But I realized that where there had been natural opportunities to connect with people through work and with her and, and the things that she and I would do together, it just kind of all had, it was a period of, of, it was a lull, right? So there wasn't a lot of that happening. And I was like, oh, I need to be more intentional about doing this to nurture myself. Like I need to make space for this and, and, and make sure that I'm looking for connections. And I share that story because, you know, again, I, I knew that there could be downstream negative impacts without it so it was you know in a proactive way I'm like yeah oh okay I need to make space for this I need to make sure that I'm connecting with people and so it was probably then that was a couple of years ago it was probably then that I began to make remain aware as I moved forward in life that I have to make time and space for these if they don't already naturally happen because oftentimes yep. they do naturally happen um, but, but I just think that, you know, I hope that story resonates with people as, as something that if you don't, if you haven't thought about this before, the, the importance of connecting with people and how, how it, it's really vital to our living a fulfilled life, then, yep. uh, there's my story kind of how I, how I came to, uh, care and think so much about this as a person. No, thanks for sharing, Bianca. I fully agree. And I think maybe one of the aspects that I would like to mention or to, you know, um, have your opinion on is I find that uh, we're looking when we're talking about connection what we're really looking for is uh, is trust is 
but also depth, right? Because you can establish a lot of superficial connections. You go into an event and just chit chat and uh, just get to know the person at the surface. But really what people look for is depth. Um, and, and, and that means really, you know, again, going to the aspect of vulnerability, authenticity, and, and this kind of what really matters in life. And, and I find that there is a bit of a myth that you can find depth only in sort of long-term uh, connections or relationship of any sort, not just romantic relationship, but friendships or anything else. But I, th I find that uh, there is a beauty in establishing depth um, relatively quickly in a connection, because I think there, there's chemistry also in, you know, any sort of relationship. So uh, I think in a way, I feel that with you, like we connected very quickly and we already came to a point of sharing very difficult uh, aspects of our life or uh, situations or in, in, that we faced uh, relatively early. But, and this is something that I've experienced many times where people would see me in a public type of uh, environment and they would catch my vibes, my energies, my approach, whatever you want to call it. And they would come and tell me their most excruciating stories, like the one I mentioned earlier, <laughs> relatively early in our relationship. And that would be the basis to then establish a longer term type of connection. But I think, you know, you don't necessarily need like uh, months or, or years or to build a relationship before you enter that those stages of of deep, um, you know, sharing and uh, understanding. What, what are your thoughts on this, Bianca? Well, it's interesting to because I reflect as you share that on um, when you and I were, uh, we set aside some time to get to know each other a little bit better. Because again, you know, we've been colleagues, we've worked together on a few projects, but um, didn't really know each other extensively well. And to your point, it's only been, you know, this year that we've, we've come to know each other. So um, I, I think that I remember when we were taking the time to get to know one another, I said, I, I said to you the same thing I share. I don't think I've ever shared this with anyone, Ballet. I was just, you know, doing a brain dump of, you know, here's, here's a bunch about me just, you know, because again, I'm not afraid to do that. I've always by nature, by the way, my brain is wired. I'm okay with vulnerability. So I just, I always put it all out there. It's who I am. And I'm thankful for that, by the way. I'm really thankful that I'm, I'm like that. Um, it's never been something I've been uncomfortable with or shied away from. So I'm good with my vulnerability, but in that sharing that brain dump, I do remember saying, I don't think I've ever, I've ever told anyone that. So yes, yeah. it's about, I think it's about deep people recognize deep people, if that makes sense. And the reason I say that is because there are people who don't uh, they aren't comfortable with with the deeper connections or the depth of another person or or having to go deep themselves for whatever reason the space and place that they are at it isn't one where that is comfortable with them and for me that's okay I think everybody has different journeys and different abilities and different interests and for some people depth makes them very uncomfortable the idea of connecting deeply with another person isn't their jam it isn't what they're they're wanting to do and so I think when so for me, I don't do good with surface level. I don't do good with shallow. Um, so I struggle if, if I'm interacting with someone who just wants to exist in that space and on that level, I'm like, oh man, I'm so, I'm so, and I'll go deep and I'll sense them staying, you know, staying surface level or, or more shallow. And the connection doesn't really happen, right? Cause like, we're not in the same place. We're not, we're not willing to be in the same depths, if you will. So I think 
maybe I'll, I'll go and assume that for you and I, we're somewhere in the, the deep end together. Like we were already there. We already existed yeah. there. So we were like, oh, hi, deep friend. Hi, deep friend. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Whereas, you know, again, I, I don't do well with others that aren't, and it's not that there's anything wrong with them or that their, their shallow space is bad. It's just we aren't, that isn't where I'm at. So I think it's, um, I think I, I'm reminded of that when you talk about, um, about the depth and the length of, um, the length of knowing someone absolutely has no bearing on this, right? Because again, uh, I just, oddly, I think I just pictured us both in the deep end of like a pool and I'm like, we, you could be, it doesn't matter, I just met you, <laughs> but we connect over our vulnerabilities and our, the fact that we made an authentic connection, the, the fact that we, you know, we have shared interest in helping other people, like that's a, such a big part of why we're here. Yeah, and perhaps uh, uh, Bianca, to balance the message out, let's maybe share some stories where we quote unquote failed at, at established <laughs> connections. Uh, maybe from yeah. my side, I could share that, uh, you know, because of my personality, um, I tend to be very open real quick and share personal details, personal stories um, or aspects of me uh, relatively early or even in public, you know, situations. And um, I also tend to be very open as far as uh, making people sort of realize that I like them, right? So um, I think nowadays I do a better job in, in dancing between, you know, uh, my intuition that there's possibly a good connection with someone and not necessarily exposing everything about me right? because now I have a bit of history so I you know I have experienced many things in life and um, but in the past I I've been hurt sometimes by just going too far as far as uh, sharing details about my life uh, struggles I've faced or uh, even sharing sharing that I liked someone mm -hmm. and then not having received back positive feedback or the information I shared being used for as gossips, uh, things of that nature. So I've, I've experienced that, that it was pretty painful, but uh, I'm hoping I learn now. I try to calibrate the message and, and sense a bit if the person is really, a, you know, the kind of person with, with whom I, I can establish a positive interaction and, uh, um, there is that that depth and that mutual understanding and respect that um, that I need in relationships. What about yeah, you? Thank you, thank you for sharing that. I um, I'm reminded of okay. So going back to I think I said a minute ago, I've always been this way. So I reminded maybe like ten years ago, I I had a really good friend who, um, by the way, met me in the deep end right away. You know, we connected and. Um, was one of my one of my closest friends in that um, I could I could be myself and we talk we were the friends that would talk for hours four five six hours about um, you know thoughts and and um, well you know we were very similar in many many ways and so it was very validating to to be able to spend that much time talking with this friend and and I knew that they saw me. Um, and I didn't feel weird or different or, cause sometimes I do, sometimes I'm in spaces where I'm like, okay, I'm definitely the weirdo here and it's okay for me. That does not feel bad. I just recognize that I'm, I'm for sure different from everyone else in this room. And, 
also a space that I'm comfortable in, by the way, but I can see it. And so I remember this friend who knew me so, so well because of the hours and hours over years of talking that much, right? Probably one of the people who knew me the deepest as far as like why and how and what I think. So this person told me one time, um, he said, everyone doesn't deserve to know that much about you in the beginning. And I thought, oh, you're crazy. That's wrong. Of course they do. Why would you say that? Like, that's silly because I was so willing to give all that I had and everything about me, just, you know, kind of the way we are here, right? Like we're just sharing so openly and, and willing to do that for anyone and for everyone to hear and to see. And, and so I was always that way with people. And I, I don't remember why I, I must've had something happen to your point. You had, you've had experiences and I probably had an experience with someone that made me um, you know, whether I was, I was sad or uncomfortable or something after the fact and was venting to him. And then that's when he said to me, like, you need to actually decide when to share certain things with certain people. It wasn't something I had done before. I had always just shared everything all right off the top of my head. And I still do a bit of that with my established relationships and like people that know me well, I don't, you know, have to, to manage it at all, but I totally agree with and have experienced the same thing similar to what you were just sharing in that um, after he told me that that was one of the greatest gifts he, he gave me as knowing me as well as he did. I was able to take that forward because at first I thought, no, that's fake. That's not authentic. If I'm thinking about what yeah. I want to share and what I want to say and who gets to hear it? I couldn't quite get what he meant until I realized that um, it's to use the word dance, I think, but it's it's just a balancing act is all. Yep. So for people like us who this comes natural and we will and want to give it all and say it all and share it all, I think it does make sense to just look at the person in front of you on the other side of a conversation and actually take a moment to decide whether it's time to share this or this person wants to hear or receive this. So it's, I think it's a skill that people yep. like us take forward with when we interact with others and, and we just manage it a bit. So it's a very great thing to bring up. And I, and, and I'm glad we shared that. And I think, uh, you know, to your point about like attuning to the need of the other person, mm-hmm. if you think about what you and I perhaps tend to do is to share everything because of the need to be known and to be acknowledged as we are. But hey, is the other person ready to listen to all the things we've gone through? Because I think for what I know about you, you also have had a lot of experiences in life that to some people might might seem overwhelming, right? I I do have experiences that, that are somewhat shocking yeah. And and maybe one day we'll talk about those, right? But well, I feel that sometimes for people it's just too much, particularly when they don't know me well enough, and they don't know, you know, all the maybe the uh, positive things I bring to to the world. <laughs> let's put it that way, or my um, my skills, or they don't know me well enough in general. Just that's that comes across as overwhelming. Like I know you for five minutes, and you're already telling me, you know, all this pains you've gone through any maybe it's not five minutes can be an hour can be the second time or the third time we meet but you know you it, it comes across as it's too much so i've experienced that uh, you know even in the recent years and now i'm trying trying to be a bit more 
intentional as far as the, the details I um, I share and when. Yeah. Wow. That's so. That's really profound. I um, I have so enjoyed this conversation. Um, I hope that I hope that people have have taken some interesting nuggets away from the the power of connection. Again, I it was something I thought was important to talk about. Um, because it's been so prevalent in my life, um, both the power of it, the need for it, understanding yeah. how how vital it is to us being, you know, being being healthy human beings. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's been it's been a great a great conversation. Anything else to add that you want to no, close no, with? Thank you. It was it was deep um, to use a word that we repeated often in this uh, half an hour, and I think we can take it as a, almost as an intro of many other conversations on uh, some of the aspects that we touched upon, authenticity, vulnerability, aspects of leadership as well. Uh, so it's been enjoyable and I hope um, we can continue the conversation uh, um, in uh, more details on some of these aspects. So power of connection, it's so important, relevant these days. Uh, yeah, you, sounds good. All right, so um, to our listeners, if you have... Um, if you have any input you want to share, stories you want to share with us on this topic, um, ideas for future topics, we'd love to hear from you. So, so please do do um, send us send us a word and and let yeah. us know what you're thinking. Thank you for being here. And Bianca, I would add, if anybody wants to be our guest, we're looking for uh, for guests to have conversation with in episodes. Yes, so, yes. Um, you know, just uh, let us know. Yeah, let us know. We'd love to. We'd love to sit down and bring you in, um, and we will calibrate the depth needed. Don't worry, we won't take you straight <laughs> to the deep end if you're not ready. So unless you um, want it, that's right. That's right. We we I think we've we've both got our calibration tools ready to go. But yes, we would love to have you on. So if you're interested in sitting down and chatting with us, just reach out. Thank you all. Bye bye. Thanks. Take care. Bye.